Welcome to the Homeschool Show, dedicated to viewing home education and all aspects of life through the prism of God's Word. Thousands of families are experiencing the educational freedoms and challenges of teaching their own children at home. Now here's your host, veteran teacher, homeschooling dad, author, speaker, award-winning film producer, and president of Piedmont Education Services, Greg Munger. Welcome to the Homeschool Show. I'm glad you're with us today. I'm your host, Greg Munger, here on the Homeschool Show, where we talk about home education and, along the way, look at all of life through the prism of God's Word. Don't forget, if you ever want to contact us, listen to any of our previous shows as a podcast, or even ask us a question, you can do so on the web at thehomeschoolshow.net. Homeschooling is indeed growing all across the country. There are some 2 million students in the United States today. And whether you're just getting started or you're a veteran of home education, it's always encouraging to hear of how other families began. How did they catch the vision? In other words, why did they even begin homeschooling in the first place? How did they deal with the legal requirements in their particular state, and how did they fulfill them? Uh, Also, how did they choose curriculum? What teaching methods? What approach was best for them? And... uh, How did they organize and prepare, especially when they had other children or other activities or whatever? These are all good things to and encouraging to hear how other families began and to share with us uh, her story. We have today on the phone Galadriel Miller, a homeschool mom of five children. Galadriel, welcome to the program. Thanks, Greg. You live in Iowa and uh, the great state of Iowa and uh, you're homeschooling. How long have you been homeschooling now? About five years. Five years. And you have, uh, your oldest is in the fourth grade. Yes. And I think you had three school-age children, but five children altogether. How in the world did you catch the vision to uh, begin homeschooling in the first place? Well, uh, we were blessed to have parents who had both homeschooled, uh, my husband and I. Wonderful. Uh, for a little bit of our childhood, at least. And so that kind of gave us the idea of uh, as, as homeschooling as an option. And we just uh, had decided early on in our marriage that we wanted to homeschool. But, you know, it's interesting because as, as we grew in our faith, God changed the idea, or changed our vision, I guess, of why we are homeschooling. Yeah, so that so, not only being homeschooled yourself, but you began to see what the Bible had to teach about, home, about teaching your own children? Exactly. What, what we became convinced of, and it was a huge eye-opener to me, was, that I was responsible for my children's education before the Lord. Whether I chose to send them to public school, or whether I chose to homeschool, or whether I chose to send them to Christian school, ultimately my husband and I were responsible for God for for that decision. Were there any particular Bible verses that uh, God spoke to you, you and your husband, uh, about uh, being directly involved in teaching your own kids? Well, really just the the whole of Scripture, um, how Christ talks about discipleship. Yes. And when we realized we, you can't separate education and discipleship, that's when it really hit us. That's a very important point, that you can't separate education from discipleship. Uh, that's right. Uh, in fact, the, the whole tenor of Scripture is one, teach them, uh, teach the doctrines of, of God, doctrines of grace, the truths of the Bible to your children. Uh, uh-huh. At all times, isn't it? Uh, when you're walking, sitting, re- uh, doing recreation. And then uh, the Lord Jesus himself, uh, what's that verse? Is it Matthew, I think it is? Matthew 28 about uh, make disciples of all the nations yeah. and teach that. 
So you were homeschooled a little bit, you and your husband, uh, as you when you were children, and you're convinced from the Bible that uh, you should be actively involved in teaching your own children because you can't separate education from discipleship. What were there anything, any other reasons, any other motivations? Uh, well, reading through those two scriptures that you mentioned actually were big, big part players in our um, our thought process as the Lord taught us. Um, but also reading through the Psalms and the importance of God's Word and how the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Yes. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, and over and over, you know, David talks about he meditated on God's Word, and that's how he learned. That's how God imparted wisdom to him. And I, and we thought, you know, um, it's just one of our goals to have our kids memorize one chapter of Scripture per semester. And, and that's really not that much. Kids are smart. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, imagine if, if, if I had had that and not how much Scripture I would know now and how much easier it would be to understand the things of the Lord. So, in other words, you're able to help your children learn more of God's Word. Uh, the entrance of God's Word gives light, the uh, Old Testament tells us. And that's one of the things you're able to do best. Uh, can't do that in public schools these days, can you? Unfortunately not. And... Uh, even in a Christian school, uh, where that's uh, or a private uh, school like that, where there may be more of that, but in homeschooling, you're able to do that uh, directly, day in and day out, because you're with the kids all the time. That's right. You really can do what Deuteronomy six says and teach them constantly, just throughout the entire day. So the vision, then, uh, as I see that you have, is to be a Christ-centered, Bible-centered uh, way of teaching. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then how does that flow out then? I know you've got to uh, take care of the legal requirements. So we are commanded in Scripture to be good citizens, uh, obey the lawful commands of the state. Uh, how did you take care of that in your particular situation? Yes. Uh, here in Iowa, there are three ways that uh, the state gives you an option to be accountable to your school district. Uh, one is uh, standardized testing. Um, the second is a portfolio option, and in that you just gather um, samples of your schooling throughout the year and then hand that portfolio to an evaluator at the end of the year, and they write a report to your district. I see. Uh, and the third option is what we chose, and that is the supervising teacher option. If, and we, we have a friend, actually, who uh, is a licensed teacher, and she is supervising our family, and we just meet with her. Um, twice a semester, and she keeps a journal of um, just to to show um, prog- progress. That's what you have to show. You have to show progress in learning for each child. So, so the the vision that you had was to teach your children from the Word of God and combine that with academics, and then you fulfilled the legal requirements by choosing one of those three options uh, mm-hmm. to uh, to be accountable and show that there is progress with your children. And then what did you do next? How uh, did you how did you actually begin? Did you go out and buy a bunch of books or <laughs> what? Yeah. That's what a lot of people ask. Uh, what do I get the books? Yes, well, it can be very overwhelming. Um, the good thing about homeschooling now as opposed to 20 years ago is there are so many more options. I mean, the resources are unbelievable. There are. But it, but it can be overwhelming. You know, where do I start? Which one do I choose? Um, I went to uh, a, a state homeschool conference. Actually, I went up to Minnesota 
I went to the one up there first, and it helped to go to some of the workshops, hear some of the different teaching methods. Um, you know, some parents work well with the, the box kit. I'm just going to go buy the box kit. I'm going to, you know, it's going to give me all of my subjects and everything I'm supposed to teach, and then I don't have to think about it. And that works really well for some families. Um, other families, like me, I'm a little bit eclectic. <laughs> I like to choose. Uh, I like the way that this method teaches math. So I'm going to take this math and this language arts and put it together and make my own curriculum. But I'll tell you, it took me probably three years to get to the point where, okay, now I've got it. I'm in my in my niche of what, what I know we'd like to do for our family. So. so you didn't really start out like maybe a, a school teacher might say, I know all this stuff and I can do this. But you just gradually learned and uh, were more and more comfortable with what you were able to do with your own family. Is that right? Yes. Uh, I will tell you, honestly, when I started out, I had not a clue. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I was fortunate to have a, a homeschooling friend who gave good direction. And one of the first things she told me was, Galadriel, I know you went to school and you have to realize that you cannot bring school home. You can't bring the classroom home and expect it to work for your family. Uh, you have to think outside the box and, and ask questions about every aspect and see, you know, what God would lead you to do in your family for your school. So did you... That was very helpful. So you had the friend, and uh, you went to some workshops and convention, uh, at a homeschool convention. You had this friend who gave, sound like gave you some very good advice. Were you involved in any of the support groups, the homeschool support groups, that uh, would help you in any way for the getting started? Yes, absolutely. Iowa has um, a lot of homeschool support groups, and I'm involved in one in Des Moines, um, and it's just phenomenal. Every month we get together, and moms encourage one another, um, share our struggles, share our, our victories, and um, share ideas. And also we have... Um, an email loop that we can put, you know, hey, I'm selling this math book. Anybody need one? Or, hey, I, I need this book for my language arts curriculum. Does anyone have one available? And we're able to help each other out that way as well. That's very, very good. Uh, I think that the support groups, as well as friends and other people who are doing homeschooling, are a great way to be encouraging. And we can't say enough about the support groups and encourage folks who are thinking about homeschooling or getting started not to be an island unto themselves, but to get involved with other homeschooling families, whether it's at the church. Did you have some of that available where you went to church, other homeschooling families? We did. We do We do at the church that we're at, yes. Um, there are quite a few families that homeschool, and it's always encouraging to have friends that also homeschool. Um, you can get together during the day, whereas you know, some of our friends that have kids in school, my kids don't have those friends during the day. And that is nice that you're able to do that. Well, when it came to actually choosing a curriculum, you said that you preferred what many people call eclectic. How did you go about choosing the various kinds of things that you wanted to use? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I went specifically to workshops that talked about which approach is right for you. Um, and the, the niche website, the Network of Iowa Christian Home Educators right. website, um, has some great information on there. Um, for anybody interested. But the workshops were very helpful in saying, okay, this is what a textbook, a textbook approach looks like. And here are the different curricula that are textbook curricula. Um, and, 
here's classical education, and here's some curricula for that, and here's um, Charlotte Mason education and some curricula for that. So that's how I was able to say, okay, this math goes to that method, and since that's the one that I fall more in line with, I'm going to choose that math over the rest. And that helps you helps me at least narrow it down. So it, uh, it's not just the idea of going out and buying a bunch of books and bringing them home, plopping them on the table, and, okay, now we're going to do school. <laughs> right. <It's, laughs> which a lot of people do. Uh, that's how we began homeschooling many years ago and gradually grew out of that. But it is more, uh, more and more and better, uh, more important and better to do what you've done and take a few minutes to think about, okay, how is this going to fit and is this the best thing for me d- when you started, did you have just one student to, to test or to, uh, to teach, or do you have several at, to teach at once when you first started? Uh, when I, yeah, when I started, just my, my oldest uh, was in school first, and so I started out finding out what worked best for her. And what's neat about homeschooling is now that my son and my next daughter are also in school, um, I can say, okay, is this curriculum that I used for my oldest, is it going to work for him? Mm-hmm. And is it going to work for her? And if not, scrap it. <laughs> Get something else that's going to work. So you can tailor uh, your education per child. It doesn't have to be a assembly line. That's an excellent point. Uh, Galadriel, we're going to have to take a break here just for a few minutes. Uh, we'll come back uh, from the break. Uh, I want to talk more about tailoring. That's an excellent point about tailoring the curriculum. Homeschooling allows you to do that. But then also, would you talk with us about juggling school and family? You're listening to The Homeschool Show. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Homeschool Show. I'm your host, Greg Munger. Thank you for being with us. We're, having, we're talking today to Galadriel Miller, who's a homeschool mom of, of five children, and she's got three in school right now. And uh, Galadriel, again, thank you for being with us on the show. Absolutely. Uh, you've we've been talking about the fact that you were homeschooled yourself, but one of the things that was the impetus toward you catching the vision for homeschooling with your own children was you were you and your husband were convinced from the Word of God, the Bible, that you should be actively involved in your children's education. And then I think you said you went on to uh, to prepare for that. You of course knew your laws and what you had to do, but you went to some workshops at a homeschool conference. You talked with a friend, a very good friend, who gave you some good advice about how to start out. And you chose the curriculum that you needed based upon what you could, how you could tailor it to your own children's need. Would you talk more about how did you do that specifically? Tailor the curriculum, maybe even how do you do that today? Tailor the curriculum to your own children's needs. Sure. As we all know, we've heard a lot about learning styles. I'm yep. sure everybody has. Um, and, you know, every child has their own learning style. And what I needed to realize was that um, my teaching style was not necessarily um, my child's learning style. <laughs> and so um, I, was, I was able, like I said, when I went to those workshops, they talked a lot about, well, what does the kinesthetic child need? That's the hands-on learner. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, the hands-on learner. They need to move in order to process things in their brain. And if we're telling our children to sit still at the desk and fill out this worksheet, well, that may not be the best method for, for teaching them. So if they're not moving, their brain turns off. Right. <laughs> they're not able to concentrate. So, uh, so we, we take our math facts and we go out on the trampoline. And my son's jumping on the trampoline and saying, you know, six plus two equals eight and have <laughs> a blast. 
and he's learning. That's a, a true hands-on learner. Yes, yes. Well, did you have all hands-on learners? All your kids no. at kinesthetic? Hopefully, <laughs> no. you had. Hopefully, you didn't have that because you you might go crazy yourself. <laughs> yes, I believe I would. <laughs> no, my older daughter was a very uh, auditory learner, um, which I am myself. So that was nice to break me in on that. So the auditory um, person likes to talk things out, discuss it, yes. say it out loud, not just run and jump and holler and hoop. But uh, yes. So there, that's why they're always verbally processing, like we're doing today. Yes. <laughs> so in a family with multiple children, uh, where I'm teaching more than one grade level and more than one learning style, I try to choose curriculum that um, that is multisensory. Multisensory, good word. Yeah. So I can um, I can say it to them. I can write it. Write it up. We have a little whiteboard on our wall. I mm-hmm. can write it on there. They can see it. They can say it themselves. And if it's the, the kinesthetic learner, I have I have him um, doing something of, with movement, involving movement while he's learning. That helps him also. And it helps them to write as well. That's kinesthetic also. That, those are some excellent points that uh, no matter what ages our kids are, uh, to be able to use those and incorporate that kind of multisensory learning with all the children it's especially helpful when you have more than one child, and I think you said you had three school-age kids now. How in the world do you juggle school and family and husband and home and cooking? <laughs> yes, well, be honest, sometimes I don't very well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I'm learning, and it's all about priorities and um, keeping you know, keeping Christ the, the center and, and constantly going to Him for my strength and saying, all right, Lord, help me yes. keep my priorities straight is really important. The Word of God um, does tell us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Absolutely. And praise God, because I sure can't do it on my own. <laughs> do you think that perhaps that's one of the first things that moms need to realize is that, uh, number one, they can't do it all themselves, and uh, they're not super mom and never intended to be. But uh, absolutely, do, just do the best they can with what the Lord gives them, and and because uh, the value of uh, what they're doing is far more important than uh, being strung out about getting it all done in a day. Yes, and realizing that just like each child is different, each family is different. Yes, and so you can't be comparing yourself to other families. Oh, how does she do it? She, her house is always immaculate, or. Oh my goodness, they all know Greek, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or they all play the violin. Um, you know, my children are a lot like that, and I can't compare myself to those families because that's not where God has us. That's uh, sort of in line with the, uh, very much in line, I should say, rather, Proverbs, train up a child in his way, in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from that. Have you been able that's to right. in- incorporate that in your own family? Yes, yes. Um, we were just going through what extracurricular activities are we going to be involved in this year? Um, and it's, I mean, there's so many out there. It's so easy to get, uh, you know, to lose sight of that vision. That's why it's so important to go back to the why am I homeschooling question uh, each year. So you reevaluate, are the things that we are doing in line with our vision? Do you um, do that every year? You and your husband get together, maybe go off on a uh, second or third or fifth or sixth honeymoon or whatever, and uh, t- talk about all that yourself. Catch the vision again. 
Oh boy, I wish we could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have family in town, but uh, but yes, we do. We sit down um, at least for an evening before school starts and reevaluate where we are at. Um, these are the activities that are available this year. Is this for this particular child? Is this an activity that would be training them up in the way they should go? That's so good. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time for today, and uh, thank you for being on with us, Galadriel. You had some excellent pointers, and the Lord bless you and your family. Well, thank you, Greg. God bless you, too. Don't forget, folks, you can always visit us on the web at thehomeschoolshow.net. You can read our blog. You can listen to the podcast. You can ask an expert. Please join us next time, would you, as we again look at home education and all of life through the prism of God's Word here on The Homeschool Show. <music>